0: In 1932, maybe 1933, depending on who you ask, there was an American theologian named Reinhard Niebuhr. And he wrote this prayer, and it goes like this. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Oh, those last few words there are my favorite. Wisdom to know the difference. These 27 words, they represent an abridged version of his prayer. And if it sounds familiar, there's a good reason for it. It spread like wildfire in the 1930s and 40s and eventually became adopted by Alcoholics Anonymous, or AA, as the Serenity Prayer. This prayer has become a mantra of sorts for millions of folks worldwide who participate in 12-step programs and countless others who have found it helpful in maintaining their mental well-being. In fact, I think it's safe to say at this very moment, somewhere, someone is probably reciting the serenity prayer. So what's so special about these 27 words? Will it really bring us... Serenity, will it really help us find peace? Well, let's find out. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in 3, 2, 1. According to Merriam-Webster, serenity is a state of mental calm and clarity. Feels dreamy. It's where you feel at peace. Being in a state of serenity is like the opposite of state of anxiety. While anxiety pulls us from the present moment, it clouds our minds with thoughts of the past and makes us worry about the future. Serenity allows us to focus on what matters most in the present moment, shielding us from this tension, this chaos, that anxiety, just loves to create now you may be asking yourself can one little prayer really do all of that the answer is yes in fact it's actually been scientifically proven I realize that prayer is not everyone's cup of tea but keep in mind the serenity prayer and doesn't have to be connected to any specific religion or belief system like meditation research has shown that saying a little prayer when we find ourselves in a difficult or unmanageable situation it can calm our nervous system shutting down our fight or flight response saying a prayer can cause a person to be less reactive to unpleasant situations negative emotions making you feel a little less angry a little less upset But think about this prayer as another form of mindfulness practice. And while taking a break to recite a little prayer can pull us away from that, which is causing us to feel anxious or worried, it's Niebuhr's words that over time teach us how to find serenity. Yes, those 27 words are a proven roadmap to finding a state of calm. So... Let's take a closer look at the serenity prayer. Niebuhr asked God to grant him serenity so that he can accept the things that he can't change. But the ultimate purpose of the prayer is to find serenity. So it creates this paradoxical chicken-egg scenario. Intellectually, we know that serenity is not really necessary to recognize that there are countless things that we simply cannot change. Although it takes some work on our part, the serenity prayer gives us very detailed directions on developing serenity. Try as we might, we cannot change the fact that inflation has driven up the price of groceries and gas prices and how they're at their highest in nearly a decade, or that a pandemic has changed life as we know it. When we accept the things we cannot change, life generally gets just a little easier. We can focus our energy on something more productive, like finding the courage to change the things that we can. I'll come back to that word in just a second. So what can we change? Well, for starters, we can change how we react to situations that are beyond our control, worry is a common reaction to stressful and unpleasant situations rising grocery or gas prices they may cause us to worry about how we're going to put food on the table and my goodness if another variant of coronavirus pops up i don't know what we're going to do but as humans we waste a lot of time precious time worrying about things that are outside of our control which ultimately does nothing to solve the problem at hand. And there's a wonderful quote by this Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist. I hope I pronounce her name correctly. It's Mary Schmidt. And she illustrates this point, and I love it because I want to say it because I'm horrible at math and anything academic. But she goes, worrying about the future is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. I had to put that in there. But it's true. Like worrying about the future, it's as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. Worrying too much, it, it can put us in this perpetual state of anxiety. But it isn't just worry that can present itself in these situations. Anger is yet another typical response to problems beyond our control. Right? Think about it. And like its cousin, worry, anger can have adverse effects on our mental or physical well-being, and in the end, it really does nothing to solve the problem. So what if we could set aside our anger and worry just long enough to come up with a solution for today's problems? Well, that takes... Courage. It takes courage. It takes courage to recognize that we are feeling worried and anxious. It takes courage to recognize that perhaps we're feeling angry or resentful. It's one thing to have an emotional response to a situation. It is. But it's quite another to courageously recognize your emotions and then just watch them pass. As if they were pretty little birds like flying across the sky. Oh, look, I'm feeling anxious and I'm feeling worried. I'm allowed to feel that way. I'm allowed to feel that emotion. But what if I let it pass and focus instead on what I can do right now at this moment to address the situation? That is courage. But Chad, you might be asking, how can I set aside my worries when thinking about genuine problems affecting my future? There's a wonderful quote, i got a lot of quotes today, from this awesome author and civil rights activist, Lillian Smith. And she said it best when she said, faith and doubt, both are needed. Think about that. Faith and doubt, both are needed not as antagonists, but working side by side to take us around the unknown curve. You see, it also takes courage to have faith. It takes courage to recognize our doubts and to move past our negative emotions. But most of all, it takes courage to change the things we can. And most importantly, that's usually ourselves. The next time you find yourself fretting about this or about that, stop and ask yourself, is this something that is within my control? If the answer is no, ask yourself, well, what is in my control? You know, perhaps I can bike to work or carpool until the gas prices go down. Maybe I can tighten up the food budget and forego some of the more eh, frivolous things that were on the grocery list for now, like chocolate chip cookies. Once you've mastered the acceptance of things that you cannot change, and you've gained the courage to change the things you actually can, then the wisdom to know the difference it seems to fall right in front of you. You see, wisdom is often clouded our anxiety as we become immersed in our negative thoughts and emotions anxiety has this unbelievable uncanny way of clouding that wisdom when we are immersed in negative thoughts and emotions it's sneaky it just comes around the back and just gets us without even us knowing which is perhaps why the serenity prayer has resonated with so many worldwide. As we gain the wisdom to know the difference between that which we cannot change and that which we can, we can focus on changing ourselves for the better. So the next time that you're stuck in bumper to bumper traffic, late for an important meeting or an appointment or the kids' baseball game, you start to feel anxious or overwhelmed, take a moment to inhale and say, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. I bet you'll feel a little more serene.